Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Hello again and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast and Happy New Year to everybody. I am with... uh, Good friends of mine and team from the Adventure Games podcast. Uh, you heard there, Laura, going woo. So, <laughs> ha- how are you, Laura? How was your Christmas and New Year? Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. How was your Christmas? <laughs> it was good. It was. Uh, I was over in Ireland uh, with, with some family there, so it was. Uh, yeah, it was really nice to see everybody. Yeah, lovely. Well, uh, great to have you here with us. And you, you heard there, Thomas. Uh, how are you, Thomas? Did you back? The holes with bows of well, I don't know what the <laughs> with bows of holly. No, but no. Okay. I had a I had a good time. Uh, <laughs> spent some time with the family, uh, recharged the battery, and uh, yeah. back to work. It was a was a tough year for me, you know. Of moved a lot of three changes, times yeah. and uh, lived in two different countries, and yeah, it was, uh, I was I didn't play as much because of all that as I normally mm. would. Although nobody can play as much as, as Laura does, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here, and I would argue, but yes, <laughs> yeah, the two of you. Well, uh, Laura, you still have your eyebrows, so I'm guessing you yeah. won that uh, Christmas <laughs> challenge you set yourself. <laughs> yes, twelve I games would... in December. Wow. Wow. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> so next but, time it'll be your hair. Uh, no. <laughs> That's lovely red the, hair of yours. <laughs> are we getting the uh, the Lenty 20, though? The 20, no. games, 20 games in Lent? <laughs> this is what Kieran wants me to do next. <laughs> I'll think so about just, it, Kieran. <laughs> so just forget about having a life <laughs> for those weeks. <laughs> well, that voice you heard was from Kieran. Now, Kieran, were you like a child at christmas oh come on don't <laughs> <laughs> even get a beck the halls or merry christmas that was, was I like yeah a child? what was that Kieran, child that's your last, that's your name isn't it <laughs> i suppose there's no um there's no christmas carols that match yeah it was yeah. a wonderful christmas um, oh d- delighted to hear a lovely meal um the the english christmas dinner is is very beige i took a photo of it and it looks very beige but it was delicious <laughs> Yeah, well, we had, uh, yeah, we had a lot of food, a little bit of drink, you know, it is Ireland, of course. So, oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's only now that uh, beginning to get back to some normality um, <laughs> again. So, uh, so yeah, well, it's great to have you guys here again. Now, uh, we, here in this episode, we are all going to reveal, unfortunately, Matt couldn't be here with us. He has a bit of a cold uh and he's rec- he, he has about five other podcasts that he does <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know how he does it he has asked us about Loom, his adventure game podcast um or podcast about adventure games and he has pick a disc uh which is about music so uh well best wishes matt um i hope you will recover soon but we are going to talk about our top three adventure and let's face it narrative games i know some people mightn't call them adventure games i still well, personally they would. could go to hell exactly. they are, they're all adventure games <laughs> I, I agree i think that they're all under the adventure game umbrella but that's another discussion for another time um one of us at least has um uh point and click adventure games in his top three <laughs> guess which one of us that will be um but i'll give uh, you one hint it's it's not not me 
me. <laughs> I, was, I was like, where is this going? What's the hint going to be? It, also, so, it's not me. <laughs> oh, well, if you get three hints, then you can, <laughs> you can get it pretty easily. But there's also going to be one or two surprises. Uh, I'm delighted to say that Gonzo the Muppet will be here. He's hey. going to tell us how he got on with... Did he find that chicken that he was searching for? I mean, I'm desperate to know. We're going to have some random celebrities for no reason at all who have no... Um, no, no, sorry, connection. sorry, sorry, uh, Robert De Niro cancelled, sorry. Oh, sorry, okay, well, still have other, well, D-list celebrities uh, who might know what video games are. And uh, also we've about, uh, we're going to have a Hideo Kojima sound-alike, couldn't get him, and we're going to have about 637 adverts, and then the awards, just um, just at the last five minutes, or yeah. we could focus on the award, which would oh. you guys what? I mean, the awards of the year, Patrick Podcast Awards, we oh. could focus on the awards. Why would we want to do it's that? It's very con- yeah, it's controversial, it? I know. Um, is this, we'll, is this we'll an see. admission that you didn't get sponsorship? <laughs> 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 I didn't look, actually. I should. But, uh, okay, maybe we can skip the first part and focus on the awards. Yeah, okay. maybe we'll do that. All right. So, but right. before we do get to the awards, I think it is also important just to mention this. We could do a whole episode on this topic itself. Um, but I do think it is important to say that while last year, 2023, was a fantastic year, at least for game releases overall, uh, some really fantastic games. Baldur's Gate 3, which I know, Laura, you've been playing. Alan Wake 2, New Zelda game. Uh, we're not going to cover those because they're not point-and-click. They're not adventure games as such. But it was it has been a great year for just about the games industry, everybody in the games industry, apart from people working in the games industry, because unfortunately there were about ten thousand layoffs. Yeah. Um, which is just I mean, I know that this, you know, this is quote unquote normal for there to be some layoffs and uh, some adventure and narrative game companies suffered as off the top of my head, Scavenger Studios who uh, released a season letter to the future. I believe they had to lay off a number of people, triple topping um, studios. The developers of Welcome to Elk uh, went bankrupt. They said had layoff people. The latest uh, company was Kilmanjay Kilman Games, who made the Little Misfortune. Uh, they had to lay off most of the people. They're going back to three people. Uh, Natalia said. Uh, also, the Dalek, unfortunately, are not making games after they released the Lord of the Rings Gollum. Um, Telltale. Telltale, I was just about to mention them, that they were forced to admit that they uh, had to lay off some people. Now, depending on who you believe, there was one employee who said that he had been laid off for the second time by Telltale and most of the team working on The Wolf Among Us too. And they then said, uh, yes, we had to lay off some people, but development of that game is still continuing. So... We'll see. It has been a really, really tough year. So I just thought it's important to mention that anybody listening to this podcast who has been affected by the layoffs, even if you're still working in game studios, there are still issues, which again, we don't have time to go into, but issues in the industry that we hope that there will be some progress, uh, at least in future. But do you guys want to mention anything else about that? Or Just hope it's a better year. And, yeah, uh, you know, obviously hopefully... it's... It's worth saying, obviously, lots of jobs were created, but just not. It's just sad to see people who were, you know, you know, working very hard on projects and, and maybe don't even get to see those, have those projects see the light of day. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. When you see these people and they're experienced people, uh, experienced people who've been 10, 15, 20 years working in the games industry, working on top games as well, who've been laid off. 
and they are writing on Twitter and on online looking for jobs. And it really does hit home the human factor um, of this, that they're not just numbers, they're not just stats or percentages. They are people who, for the vast majority, through no fault of their own, are losing their jobs. But um, yeah, so this is another topic we could cover. And I think it is an important topic, but uh, we are here to celebrate because uh, there were a lot of adventure and narrative focused games released in the last year. I think literally hundreds. Um, that, uh, of course, we did not have time to play all the adventure and narrative games released this year. We have lives and, well, somehow, Laura, you still managed to play those 12 games Christmas, but you also have a life, according to your Instagram. You have friends and you go out <laughs> and you, you, think you don't just play video games. Um, yeah, the, the, the difference is not that that other pe- that we have lives or other people have lives or Laura, Laura has just way more energy than we have. Yes, I don't. Well, yeah, or I just like I just have a time management problem, maybe. I'm not sure. Or, problem. I think yeah, it's, no, I, I don't know if that's. A problem, I think it's the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that you're that very problem? good at time management <laughs> if if you can play all these games and have a life as well. So, mm. um, very briefly, what were your thoughts on the adventure game genre, adventure game releases overall this year? Um, let's start with you, Laura. What was your since you've played probably the most out of the adventure games this year. So uh, I think this felt like a year where there wasn't as many maybe sort of straight traditional point and click adventure games. And some of the ones that maybe we were expecting this year, such as Rosewater, actually have been delayed till next year. Um, so, I mean, I have to say next year. I mean, sorry, I say next year. I mean, this year. Sorry, I keep forgetting. It's 2024. <laughs> it, it, we're in it now. Um, yeah, so uh, this year will, I think, be a bumper year four um you know maybe more traditional point and click adventure games but yeah 2023 um there was more games which had different elements you know like rpg elements or puzzle elements or platforming elements and and fewer traditional point and click adventure games but i didn't mind that because there were there were still quite a few good ones but um yeah it felt a bit more varied i think yeah no, that, that's fair. Uh, Kieran, you've also played quite a few adventure and narrative games this year. So what are your thoughts overall on the yeah, on the I games think, this year? Uh, yeah, um, this year was unusual because I was coming into thinking about what my favourite games of the year were. And there, were, there was no real sort of big blockbuster for me. Um, but there were so many that were very consistently good. There were a lot of, there were a lot of releases that were good. And I think it was um, Thomas was saying that he's going to get a top five and then whittle it down. And I, I sort of thought, okay, that's the easiest way to do this top three. I ended up I ended up with a top seven and was like, okay, I can whittle it down from there. Because there, there were um, just a, a very consistently high quality. Um, there were lots of games that we could mention today, um, but we're not the time. Um, but there's definitely a lot of games that I could talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm the same. I mean, I, I can definitely understand that. And Thomas, I know you haven't played a lot of games for life reasons this year, but what are your thoughts overall? Um, it wasn't the year of the traditional adventure game for me. Um, as you'll see in my top three, is that um, it was mostly the non-traditional story-driven games that really uh, got my heart pumping uh, this year. So, um, yeah, I've because of a, a lot of yeah life 
reasons, I I just wasn't um, as um, informed and as yeah as as, as I normally would have been. Let me put it like that. So um, I hope that uh, now that my life is finally um, settling down a bit again, after all the uh, trouble I went through with moving house and moving countries and moving house again and God knows what else, um, I'm I'm hoping to uh, to have a a better year when it comes to playing uh, playing games. Yeah, so no, that... I'm, I'm looking forward to this year actually. Yeah, well, look, there's uh, there's a lot of games coming. We can mention very briefly at the end of uh, this episode. But uh, yeah, well, let's get to this, uh, specifically our top three adventure and narrative-focused games of 2023. Um, so, um, Kieran, would you like to start and uh, tell us what is at number three of your adventure games of the year? Yeah, so my my number. So I'm I'm going to be avoiding controversy as much as possible with, <laughs> with, with these oh, well, three. So, you avoiding con- controversy, Kieran? <laughs> <laughs> I've I've yeah. got um, the Will of Arthur Flabbington um, is is my number is my number three uh, game of the year. It's um, very traditional, very traditional point and click, like an old LucasArts um, game. Very very funny um, puzzles that are difficult. We have lots of. I hear lots of people say that they they like modern adventure games, but they're not difficult enough because a lot, well. of, a lot of yeah. Well, my my view is that I'm fine with that. Um, but lots of people want that sort of that crunchy sitting down, thinking about a puzzle, hitting their head against it for a while. There were no absurd moon logic puzzles in it, but there were some there were some damn difficult puzzles in there, um, and it made me laugh a whole bunch of times. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Will, Will of Arthur Flabbington. Um, really just fun game. Yeah, I just finished uh, playing this myself. I would agree with you. It's definitely traditional, definitely challenging, and there's no real such moon logic puzzles. You know, he doesn't resort to, uh, you know, really ridiculous moon logic puzzles that you're like, huh? Now, there are no some goats. out there uh, puzzles. Yeah, no, no goats, goats. <laughs> no, no cats, no, no mustaches, no monkey wrench. No no um, but they are there very. Be, there might be a reference to a monkey wrench, I can't think. But yeah, yeah, that's another thing. I think that is, it is funny, and I think what I what I like is not in my top three, uh, but it is up there. It is in my top ten. But it, uh, it, I think what I liked as well is there are some subtle references, but overall the humor and um, dialogue it's within this it, within this game and this game's universe. It doesn't uh, constantly reference Monkey Island or other games. It's uh, Google Games, the developer, was confident enough in his game to just Definitely. mention his game. Uh, and I was planning on reviewing this game fully afterwards, but um, but with, I did like it. I did have a couple of minor issues with it. Um, that, uh, you know, there were some of the humor that I, I didn't particularly get get with shall we say <laughs> yeah I mean, um, I mean i was the, i was the same i i don't i don't think every single joke landed um, no and and yeah and s- some jokes I, I just didn't like um but there were there but were it was funny there. overall yeah it, it did make me laugh enough um that yeah i thought i thought it was a damn good game and to- tom hardwich played the main character and he was he was excellent in it i thought yeah. Um, and yeah. Is there anything that guy can't do? I <laughs> mean, he's so like? talented. And I, yeah. I heard afterwards that he, his wife, well, not just his wife, but Emma Hardwich, who herself is a talented yeah. get, uh, voice uh, or actor, as we saw in Lucy Dreaming, she plays a cameo role in that game as well. 
and she's also really good. Surprise, surprise. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so number three is The Will of Arthur Flabbington. Uh, thank you, Kieran. Uh, Thomas, uh, what is your number three game of the year? My number three game of the year is Dreams of the Witch House. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, this would probably, I was thinking this would be right up your street. It's uh, Dreams in the Witch House. My apologies. Dreams in the Witch House. Yeah, dream, dream dreams of the witch house. I'm confused now. <laughs> I was thinking, I, I think you were right the first time there. I mean, you know, it's uh, dreams, uh, dreams in the witch house is the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah dreams, okay. in, dreams the witch house. in the witch house. Sorry, yeah, so that's my number three. It's uh, it's, it's also the last game I played last year. Um, it's a it's a Lovecraftian game. Uh, you know how much I love uh, Lovecraft, uh, mm. so. Uh, it took me a while to get to this to this game because of uh, my num- mostly because of my number one and two, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm um, I started playing it like after Christmas, and um, it's it's fantastic, it's it's great, and I I've I've only played it through it once, and I'm definitely going to play through it multiple times because my f- as you should as, as you, you should, should. Mm. yeah because this is really a game that uh, that. That delivers on those multiple playthroughs, and I must say, um, my first playthrough ended uh, quite miserably, as you should in a uh, <laughs> in a Lovecraft, in a Lovecraft game. game. This game um, comes very, very close to a Lovecraft story, uh, uh, to what a main a main protagonist in a Lovecraft story experiences. Uh, they've they managed to capture that very, very good. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I was uh, very impressed by this. Um, it is not a tra- yeah, it is a traditional point and click adventure, but also it's not a traditional point and click adventure because mm, it's got those RPG sort of elements where you got to look after your health mm. and and your sanity and all that kind of thing as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but not like in the way that like this Coalition uh, was more like an RPG with point and click elements. This is an RP- This is a point and click adventure game with RPG elements. Um, but also not like Quest for Glory, which is also mostly has more emphasis on the RPG part. But um, you are um, going around Arkham. Um, to, you, you, you're going around going around the Miskatonic University. Uh, your 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 sanity is going to hell. It is literally and figuratively. I mean, this is this game is uh, can can really wreck you. And they, um, I saw some people. Dude, they played uh, Hobbs Barrow for the first time last year, um, and they were praising that game's uh, sense of dread and atmosphere. And this game has that as well. Really, really well done. Um, yeah, I'm sorry for my uh, for uh, not treating my uh, main character that well because uh, he di- he died uh, oh. eventually. Yeah, because you can die in this game pretty oh, easily. Yeah. Pretty gruesomely cru- yeah. as well. <laughs> Once I started losing massive uh, amounts of sanity and I couldn't sleep anymore, then uh, the game was basically yeah, I was basically Walking Dead because um, yeah, well, you was, played it on normal as well, didn't you? So... Yeah, I played it on normal. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. I thought, oh, how hard can normal be? <laughs> I was warned before not to do that, so that's why I didn't. And I'm glad I didn't even. But so, I, yes. I would like to go back and play it on normal. But yeah, my my next uh, playthrough will be easy. Yeah, <laughs> see how far I can get. And also, will be less studying uh, the 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 stuff for school and more exploring. <laughs> so, well, um, are we gonna fully review this game uh, in one we of have. our? Uh, 
we, we have, have or- Matt uh, reviewed the game uh, earlier oh, right. this year. Right, 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 right. Okay, cool. Uh, then yeah. I don't need to hold back. So yeah, this is a really uh, yeah. This I, I, everybody who played it said it was good. You guys said it was good, uh, and it still surprised me how good it was. So oh. uh, it's definitely one of the top games I played this year, and one of the. I might, it might even be one of the top games I played in the, in recent years. And it's at number three. So that's for you. At number three, yeah. <laughs> so that tells you about the other games. Um, but yeah, I have a feeling we might be talking about it a little bit later. So I'm going to hold back on talking about it. Uh, uh, not to give any spoilers away. But yeah, so for Thomas, that is number three, Dreams in the Witch House from Atom Brain Games. And I believe that's their first game. Um, wow. from I believe his name is Anti. Uh, so he uh, that's his first game is released, and yeah, uh, we might be talking about it a little bit more, but thank you for that, Thomas. So, um, Laura, what was your game at number three? So, at number three, I had um, Viewfinder, um, which I think came out, yeah, it came out in July, uh, developed by Sad Owl Studios. Uh, and this is, you know, some people would say it's, you know, it's crossing the line a bit with adventure games, you know, but it was a very, there was a lot of puzzles involved in, in this game. And the I, I really liked just the setup of it, which was basically all based around you take a picture of something and it becomes real and you can then step into that picture and you use all these different platforms to get to certain areas and it it just had a lot of fun w- with that concept. And there was loads of different ways it thought of doing things. You know, there were parts where you stepped into kind of like a, another computer game. Uh, you could step it into, you know, all different kinds of, of worlds. So it wasn't just, it didn't just, that gimmick alone was pretty cool to like mess around with. Um, but it kind of took that original gimmick and, and made it so, so much more. It was very, very clever. You really did have to think about things. And I'm not normally a fan of games which are very, very puzzly and, and there isn't much kind of like dialogue. But this sort of worked because it did have as well some fun characters. It had a very cute Scottish cat that you could speak to, which um, was fun. And there was a story as well. There was stuff going on later on. Um uh, so that that was fun, and I so it, it did have that element um, of it. Sorry, I'm on mute. Where yeah. did you say that the cat was from, Laura? No, God, I thought. <laughs> oh no, it's it's a Scottish McScotchman is coming here. He's no, it's, here now in Scotland. No, it's it's the the cat was actually Scottish. It wasn't from some. <laughs> was it from Aberdeen or Inverness? <laughs> why are we doing this? Shorter? I don't understand. Why are we doing this? This is just. I just not, don't not, like not controversial it. Controversial enough, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm no, I you know, I'm English, and I know that that's a shit accent. Um, yeah. Oh, I think, anyway, I think Scottish Miss Scotsman has left. No, sorry, that was he's oh, just here. I've kicked him out. So anyway, know. yeah. If you if you like stuff like super liminal, where it's got all like the changing of perspectives and stuff, and and maybe even stuff like like the witness, but it's it's very much its own thing. It's got a story to tell, and. Uh, yeah, just just really fun and, and very clever. And I've, it felt very different to anything else that came out this year. I did I did find it very playful when I I played it. There was a lot of um, rather than just solving the puzzles, things like oh, you take a photo of a camera and then you use that camera to take yeah. a photo. And it's just it made me laugh a couple of times just from the the funny setups and how you manipulate the world. 
Yeah, it'd be like, you know, like you say, you take a picture, say, of a of a chair and then you flip that picture around and obviously the chair then falls off that <laughs> picture onto the ground. Then you could pick up that chair and use it twice. And, you know, just fantastic. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very clever. Yeah, it's got fantastic uh, reviews. I haven't played myself. It's one of these games that I need to get around to playing myself. But I see from mainstream gaming websites, a lot of them have played it and loved it as well. And it was in their kind of games of the year as well. So delighted to get uh, see it get great recognition. But as we as we said, number three, love the game, but it's still number three. So I, th- I thought it was uh, from what you from what I heard from others, including Laura, one of the most original mm. uh, games and concepts I've yeah I've seen. Um, and, and that's the thing it just keeps on doing that throughout the game it's not it it run it doesn't just run with that concept and that's it there's there's just more things it throws at you as you go along and you and it just brings a smile to your face oh that's fantastic true well that is viewfinder again you've uh you reviewed it in full a few months ago laura i believe and uh but that is again another reminder viewfinder i saw this at the wasd games conference in london in march i wasn't able to play it because it was so popular everyone was there were cues to uh, to to try to play it so i couldn't um i was with the guys who are making locomotive and believe they're friends with the developer of this game and i said you should check it out i couldn't because it was so popular <laughs> so but but uh well thank you laura for that so well my number three game of the year is stray gods now I know some people might say that this is not an adventure game. The developers themselves don't think this is an adventure game <laughs> because they the official title is Stray Gods, an RPG experience, I believe. But I don't believe it's an RPG at all. It is more a choices matter, visual novel-esque, and I would say adventure game than RPG. It's from the developer of Dragon's Age, but I never played Dragon's Age, but from what I have uh, heard of that game, it's nothing like it. I don't think it's an RPG at all, but I think that's a good thing. I think it's a, it's a musical, it's an interactive musical game. Again, I reviewed it in full a few months ago, so you can listen to that review if you want to know more about it. But overall, I really liked it. The I love the interactive nature of how with the songs and how it's still a branching storyline through the songs. You can decide which path to take, how to go about it through the songs, which is for me, I don't know of any other game like it. The performances are really, really good from Troy Baker and Laura Bailey and many others you've probably heard of who are absolutely fantastic. And the story is very good. The dialogue, the writing, it's a murder mystery with Greek gods or idols, as they're called in the game, sort of in the modern day. And I did really like it. I said the one thing, oddly enough, that I thought could have maybe been a little bit better is the songs themselves. And I think they were not bad. But that they, I take the could have for a musical, I wanted it to be powerful enough. And some of them, I, I wasn't really singing any of them afterwards. That there weren't, there wasn't one particular song that was catchy enough. Maybe one or two um, that were, ca- that were, you know, catchy enough. But um, so that was the one thing. Again, not saying the songs were bad at all. They were still very good. But for future games, I would love to see more games like this, actually, because I think it's very original. Overall, it's very, very well done. And uh, and yeah, it is at my number three, Stray Gods from David Gaither, developer of Dragon's Age. And yeah, I would recommend that people go out and play it, especially if you like, if you like musicals, I take. I just want to try something different. Um, I would recommend that. So that is Stray Gods. I believe it's available uh, everywhere. So 
Uh, Kieran, what is your number two adventure game of 2023? So second second appearance for this now. This is Dreams in the Witch House. Oh, second dreams, time. Dreams of the Witch House. Um, yeah, <laughs> That's the, the knockoff um... copy. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's the one sequel. you get from Wish. <laughs> <laughs> What um what Thomas was saying about um, with Quest for Glory, I think is is very true. Um, it gives you so uh, uh, with with the games like Quest for Glory, you could miss out on a whole event. You could do things multiple ways. You could miss out on an event if you just spend the whole day sleeping, um, and you kind of get that feeling in Dreams in the Witch House as well. If you on a specific day, if you just sleep that day, then you might miss out on something. If you if you um, read the paper, then you might find out an event that's happening that you wouldn't otherwise know about, and you could then go to that. You could um, afford newspapers. <laughs> if you, yeah, if you, if you, yeah, because we played on easy, Thomas. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, you played on easy. I mean, <laughs> how much was a newspaper in normal? Can I just ask? One dollar. Oh, okay, yeah. Same. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no food, so. Um, but yeah, have enough can, money. and there's there's a whole there's a whole library of books, so you can you can read about what you're supposed to be studying in the university, or you can read about what you're supposed to be, or you can read about the occult, or you can read about something completely different. Um, well, it really feels like this whole world, and you're navigating it as opposed to like a specific linear path that you've been forced on. It manages that huge world with a very small number of locations. It's really it doesn't feel like overwhelming. It's still a tight little um, environment for you to for you to navigate but it just does it really really well yeah uh well again this may or may not appear in uh for myself and laura maybe matt again we shall see but yeah dreams in the witch house very popular game it was thomas's number three and kieran's number two adventure game of the year as well so uh that is available on steam as well uh so thank you kieran so, Hobbes, what was your second favorite adventure game of the year? My second favorite adventure game was also very, very Lovecraftian. It was Dredge. Very nice. Yeah, I actually thought when when you review, I believe you did you review uh, re- review it earlier. I have reviewed it on uh, this podcast. I think it might have been me. Are you? Oh, sorry. Oh well. I think from what you told me, Thomas, I thought this would have been your number one adventure uh, uh, game well, of the year. Yeah. No, I think he. I know. I could. I. I knew what was going to be his number one. Yeah, I mean that's true. I think uh, any regular listener to the podcast will probably <laughs> because I think you've reviewed well your number one, which we will get to probably two or three times on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. But anyway, it, it, dredge. It, it, it has been a, a year for me with a lot of nautical-themed adventure games for some reason. You know, I've had a year where it was all taxi games. And now this year... <laughs> and this year it's all on or underwater, and there were some very, very good ones. And Dredge was one of the very, very good ones. Um, in Dredge, you play a fisherman who... Um, uh, suffers from some, yeah, he, he has a bit of a memory loss and he, he comes to this island and, um, yeah, he, he has a boat and he uh, start yeah, you have to earn money by fishing and then you can upgrade the boats and then you can find out a bit what is going on on these islands and it's awesome. It is, it looks fantastic. It plays like it's a fishing game. I never thought I would 
have so much fun playing a fishing a fishing game. So, yeah, um, you, you you have two types of fish. You have the normal fish, and then you have the uh, uh, aberrations. So you can catch um, uh, fish that are like mutated, and they uh, get they get you more money. And um, you can you 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 start out by fishing by day, but eventually you're also gonna have to fish by night. And scary shit happens when you fish by night, and um, it all just it, and and it's all in this this Lovecraftian environment and all these these weird goings on, and um, all these these strange characters you come across and these 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 quests that you can go on and man, it's such a fantastic game. Uh, atmosphere, the atmosphere is great. The way it it, it plays really really well like it's it's just it, it it everything works on this game so yeah it uh it caught my um my attention it got my it, it, i played it for a long oh i don't know how many oh i got 35 hours in dredge so um yeah i i, I took my time with it i loved playing it so uh yeah yeah, I Dredge, mean, I check it th out. This would have been like in a top five for me. I also really liked it, um, and I think I agree with you, Thomas. It's it's a game, you know, it encourages exploration and and just you've got your main quest, but there's lots of things if you want to go off that beaten path to explore, and a lot of them are kind of unexpected things, and and that's what I really liked about it too. Yeah, and the whole fishing is like a mini game, but you also don't have to play that mini game in order to still fish. Yeah, like the mini game speeds it up. If you if you do it really well, then you can fish very quickly. But if if you don't like that mini game, or if you have some uh, some difficulty with it, you don't have to do it. It just takes you a bit longer. It's just it, it, so many things just really work in the gameplay and in the in the story with this game. And the story is very good too. You know, uh, and I actually waited for quite a long time before I finished the game because I wanted to collect all the fish that I could collect. And, um, you know, but yeah, all, all that kind of stuff. It really kept, I didn't want the game to end, to be honest, <laughs> because it was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, again, I think it's another long game as well. That, and it's, it's great to hear that you say you still didn't want it to end because you're having so, so much fun. Um, I, again, another game. I have the game in my Steam library. I think I downloaded it on my Steam Deck. But uh, but again, busy Christmas. I was hoping to get to it over Christmas, but for different reasons, um, mainly sleeping and eating and, and a bit of drinking, <laughs> <laughs> just lying out on a sofa, not wanting to do anything. But I do hope to play it at some point this year because I've heard some really good things, uh, including from you just there now. So uh, number two from you is Dredge. Uh, so thank you for that, Thomas. So, so far, that's two Lovecraft-inspired games for you, Thomas. So. Yeah, I always knew you were a Lovecraft fan, and now you're kind of <laughs> on brand. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and yeah, now as you say, nautical uh, game as well. As um, I said, all I'm all I'm missing this year is taxis. Yeah, well, I'm sure there'll be another. Maybe it'll be space on the moon. Maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. Uh, yeah. Um, so we'll thank you, Thomas. So now, Laura, what is your number two adventure game of 2023? So my number two adventure game is American Arcadia, which Ooh, uh, we haven't uh, spoken about this. No, you, you so I might maybe recently. I'll talk about it. Uh, do a prop, a big 
review of it. Um, so I'll I'll give a little bit of backstory there, just because as we mm. haven't spoken about it, it's by Out of the Blue Games, who made uh, Call of the Sea, uh, a game which ah, we all really enjoyed. Gorgeous. Uh, and that this was is... that was our game of the year two yeah. years ago. Oh, one of the games. I think it was my number three. But it could have been your games of the year. I can't remember exactly. It was but... my second, maybe. But yeah. yeah anyway, but, and this yeah. is another beautiful game. Like they just know how to really make some really uh, pretty looking games with like amazing lighting and, and graphics. Um, bit of a sort of different one for them though. This um, one is all about the the story of a guy called Trevor who in a bit like in the Truman show um realizes that he's his whole world the city that he lives in is actually uh, a a popular reality tv show um the the kind of twist being that unlike with the Truman show where everyone else was actors and Truman was the only person uh who wasn't an actor uh, pretty much um in this everyone else they've all been born into this place uh um, arcadia and they don't realize that their lives are actually being watched uh by the outside world um the reason trevor realizes this is because he he gets told this by a kind of mysterious voice who's trying to help him escape and you you have to sort of figure out later on why that's going on but how that works gameplay wise is um as trevor you're kind of like a playing on a side-scrolling platformer where, you, you know, you, you've got to get past different obstacles, jump over things, um, you know, unlock things. But then you also switch to the person who's helping him, uh, a woman who I won't give any more details about, but she's also helping him. And then you get that more of a call of the sea kind of first-person thing uh, where you've got to maybe infiltrate a certain room. Um, you also get to um, use your computer to affect Trevor's world. So you can turn off switches and things like that from the agent's world and that will affect Trevor's world. So you're kind of, you don't get to choose when you're switching between these two people, but you, you do. There's a really cool scene where she is getting interrogated, but she's also got to try and help control Trevor. As she, so you've got to answer questions and not look like you're doing anything else whilst also trying to help somebody. And there's just like really cool cutscenes. The plot sounds kind of predictable, but then it isn't. There's some cool bits in it that I wasn't really expecting. Uh, I enjoy playing as the characters. And I, I just think they've really done some great pacing in this. There's some really good cutscenes and um, set pieces. And you, you're never really quite sure where it's going to go. At the end, I was like, oh, what's going to happen? I wasn't quite sure. And yeah, I just think they've they've done a really good job at mixing these two play styles to make it quite inventive and, and fun. And yeah, definitely if you like Call Call of the Sea, because there are still some of those logic puzzles and things like that that you get in that. But this it mixes it up a little bit with platforming and a whole a whole completely different story as well. Fantastic! That's another game that I need to play. That I've had my eye on, but just so, so many games. <laughs> And uh, but yeah, no, fantastic. Um, again, not exactly point and click, but still, I think we could call it an adventure game. I... No, I mean, well, we are adventure game podcasts, not point and click adventure game. Exactly. Podcasts, <laughs> so let's get out of this just boring thing of of just saying right. point and clicks are adventure games because they aren't. Wake up, people! Uh, this has got a really great story, and you know, yes, it's got platforming, but. A lot, a lot of the platforming is puzzle elements and things like that. So, uh, you know, I, I really yeah, fantastic. enjoy it. Fantastic. I think we can. I think we can be bolder. We can say we're the Adventure Games podcast, so we decide. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I like we, this. What we say is an adventure game is an adventure we're, game. 
Yeah. So you're saying we're like <laughs> gods. Like Greek gods and stray gods. I'm going to start singing now. Would you like? No, maybe no. not. No. <laughs> uh, okay, maybe maybe save it for the end. But um, but yeah, also the final thing I'll say is if you don't think these are adventure games, Quest for Glory. Sorry, that's an, that's an RPG. Yeah, sorry. And, and also you do point and click in this, you know. to uh, Exactly. So. So, uh, anyway, anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, American to be fair, Arcadia. it's, it's Shawsha is just the person that keeps bringing this up. I don't think actually our <laughs> listeners do, but it's I don't just think so. That seems to well, I've had one or a... two people who've been very nice to be speaking. I know that there are different opinions. Look, I respect people's opinions as well. That um, you know what, if what you consider to be you know point to click adventure games that you consider. I disagree. I think we all do, but we can be you know respectful. Of course. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's like I had a chat with Alistair Beckett King recently, and uh, he said, said "Look, yes. guys, you've just got to get over the fact that some most games aren't Monkey Island, and that's yes. fine." And, get, and adventure on, games guys. have been evolving constantly. But anyway, um, well, well, thank you very much, uh, Laura. So, sorry, Thomas, were you going to say something? No, no, no never mind, never mind. Oh, okay, <laughs> um, because not like you'd have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like Shawshank to wrap it on. Anyway, anyway, we... so my number two adventure game of the year, Star Trek Resurgence. <laughs> now, so, I'm, su- I'm a bit surprised at this because I didn't feel like you've mentioned this much. But maybe... Oh, you've, re- you've reviewed it, though. Yeah. I reviewed yeah. it. Now, this is a surprise for me because I had very low expectations of this going in. At first, when they announced it, I was excited from previous Telltale developers, they formed their own studio and they then made Star Trek Resurgence. But there was nothing about this game, no promotion that I could see. And then it just, like two weeks later, they had a trailer. It's like, yeah, in two weeks, we were releasing it. And it's like, okay, now I thought, oh, could this be a bad sign when they're not doing any promotion for the game? And I played, I went into it with very low expectations. And to my immense surprise, it was actually very good. Not perfect by any means. But it was, you know, I'm not a Trekkie, but I have seen, you know, a few movies, certainly the, uh, the, the modern films and some of the modern series and some of the older series as well. But I'm not a Trekkie. But to me, it did feel like this was that you were in a Star Trek episode or movie, certainly older movie, uh, I believe from Deep Space Nine, uh, that time period. And um, it's yeah, so the story, the, the writing, it seemed like the developers really do care about Star Trek that they know the Star Trek and uh, the, the character he plays two characters, very, very well written. There are choices like in Telltale, of course, but there is a variety as well. There are some action elements and some stealth elements to this, but if you do fail at those elements, you can skip them, which I thought was good. There were a couple of minor puzzles as well. They're certainly not that difficult, although I was stuck on one. Uh, for for some time, but they did do their very best to make the, the gameplay as varied as possible. And I was invested all the way through. It was about eight to ten hours it took me to finish the game. Now, again, I think the, the same issue is here as with a lot of the recent or the later Telltale games. It's a, a lot of times it did feel like uh, some of the choices didn't really matter when they say, yes, this character will remember that and then the story will continue that way regardless but um but no they also came up with two new species just for this game so they didn't just resort to klingons that uh, other people would do just to try and get star trek fans and non-star trek fans who know that win. they went to the bottom making two species which did feel like they came from star trek 
So yeah, I'll, overall, it surprised me quite quite a bit. I think if you are a fan of Telltale games, of uh, Star Trek in particular, even if you're not a fan of Star Trek, I didn't feel left out. I didn't feel like, oh, what the hell is going on? There's a little bit of techno babble at times, but um, I yeah, the, the acting was really good as well. And I really, really liked it much more than I did. It didn't blow me away by any means, but I still thought it was, it was really, really good. And for a long time, it was my number one adventure game of the year. But there is a game that has uh, uh, usurped that to the title, which we will speak about in just a moment. So that is Star Trek Resurgence, which right now it is also on Steam and consoles. It was an Epic Store exclusive for a while, but it is now on uh, on Steam and uh, consoles as well. So, yeah, Star Trek Resurgence, my number two adventure game of the year. So now this is getting very interesting now. So now we're number one adventure game of the year. So, Kieran, what? You've Ooh. played a lot of adventure Trump games. Roll, please. So, Sorry. Kieran, you're number one. You're big. This is your first year on the officially part of the Adventure Games podcast. Oh, you've kind of been unofficially since the start. You've been with us since the start. But what was your... Number one adventure game of 2023. My number one adventure game of 2023 was drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. Um, a space for the unbound, Ooh! which uh, I gave a, I gave a fuller review of. Um, it's sort of point and clickish, but it's it's 2D and and you control with um with arrow keys. Um, and it's it starts off as sort of like a slice of life. Um, very uh, realistic, um, uh, fa- fairly mundane experience, um, and it has these slight magical realist elements. And the narrative just it grows and grows and grows. It's so confident and so bold and so ambitious in what it aims for narratively. Um, by by the end, you're you're in different alternative realities. You're hopping into people's mental worlds. You are. Um, looking at different timelines all at the same time um and even with all of that stuff going on and possibly the end of the end of all existence might be about to happen um (laughs) it ties everything together incredibly neatly um and it carries in in doing so it carries these all these messages around um around friendship um around resilience and recovery around how things affect you and and um, things that you choose to leave behind, um, moving on. It's yeah, it's it's very very impressive narratively. Um, and the more I thought about it, the more the more impressed I was. Um, initially, I thought it was a very very good game, not necessarily an excellent game because I, I think it just didn't necessarily speak to me in particular. Um, I think a lot of people would be very touched by this, and this this would be a lot of people's just favorite game ever. Um, the more I thought about it, the more even though those specific messages didn't necessarily talk to me, I still thought it's an incredible game. I, I just think what it manages is very impressive. Oh, fantastic. Yes, I remember in your review that you really, really loved it as well. And I had meant to play this, but again, life, I think I I think I have it in my library again, in my backlog. I it, it sounds fantastic. And I know that a lot of other people really love it as well. Again, from mainstream websites uh gaming website has said that uh it's a very emotional game as well that uh, you touched on there kieran and also it's set in indonesia which we don't have as far as i know many adventure games 
said yes, there. And so you get a few little points from it of Indonesian culture and, and, and Indonesian experience, which is quite nice as well, because that's not something I know anything about. Mm. Yeah, I played a demo of this game, actually, I think, and I, and I really enjoyed it. It's certainly very unique. That's yeah. Very unique. I I I uh I also I've played it I finished it and oh, you I played as well Laura yeah so yeah, what did you yeah. think it was one of my twelve games uh, it's not in my top three I agree with Kieran though it's it's a really interesting game uh, a lot of effort put into it I it's it's weird for me I actually liked it more at the beginning and I think I was really interested in the world and I you know it does go it goes to some very unusual places but I didn't mind that so much but. I think I don't. Uh, for me, uh, that enjoyment petered out a little bit near the end when it was trying to wrap everything up, and that for me it got a little bit too long. But I still really enjoyed the characters, the detail. It, you know, if you like things, I think like Earthbound a little bit, and you know, there's loads of different people you can you could just sort of yeah straight away speak to the people you need to speak to and sort out what you need to sort out. But there's lots to explore in each chapter. It's a very interesting game in that respect, and like you say, it's great to you, you do learn a bit about Indonesia and its and the time period as well. It's set in the nineties, so I think if you if you like this kind of slightly longer, more. I mean, the, the, I will say this though: I was surprised, Kieran, that you liked it so much, considering there's a lot of uh, quick time bits and fighting uh, bits ooh. that are actually quite integral. And, and stealth elements. Um, the stealth, I didn't mind the fighting bits as much because you've got to put loads of different prompts in. Um, but you do have to do that quite a lot. But the, the stealth bits, sometimes I was a bit like, oh. Yeah, I, I, they, yeah, I wasn't about them. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, no, they, they, they weren't, uh, they weren't what I mentioned just now because they, they weren't why I liked the game. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. Um, you were, I, I guess that's the thing. There's still a lot in this game and you can if you're able to get past those bits then you can yeah enjoy it and you can pet cats and name them so i really like oh that. game of the year yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually naming the cats at least yeah they give you cats. choices wow how many cats karen at least 20 cats to name oh, wow one of them yeah, might even be loads. scottish no, no, no! He's trying to get in. No, no, no! I'm closing the door. <laughs> no, they're uh, well, all Indonesian. Uh, okay, no, I, I, I'm not even going to. Anyway, good. Um, <laughs> so, thank you, Kieran. So, your number one adventure game of 2023 is a space for the unbound. So, huge congratulations to the developers of that game, um, a space for the unbound. So, Thomas. Um, your number one adventure slash narrative adventure. Well, your number one adventure game of the year. Like anybody my who's one, my number uh, one game of the year, whether it's an adventure, adventure game or, or not. Otherwise, I is... don't care. Dave the Diver is the best game that was released this year. Yeah, it has the silliest name, and it has the most depth of of a game that I've played in a very long time. It's it's. It's stunning how good this game is. This game just constantly gives you new things, new story, uh, new storylines, new, new new game elements. Um, it's 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 gorgeous to look at. It's very funny. Um, you're 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 you are the titular Dave, the diver, and you're helping a sushi restaurant. Um, basically. You're a diver by day and a, a employee at a sushi restaurant by night, where you sell the fish that you catch during the day. Again, a fishing game. <laughs> um, 
and it's it's very it it starts out very straightforward because um, we have some equipment and you're on a boat and you can dive two times in the day. Um, so basically, in the morning and in the evening and in the afternoon. And if you um, your your health is your uh, your oxygen is your health, and you you spearfish the uh, you, you you catch the the fish with a with a spear gun or with an, uh, with other weapons that you can find uh, on, along the way. Um, um, and it's it's from teeny tiny clownfish till um, uh, sharks. Uh, although I would stay away from those at first because they re- they will eat you. Um, and every time something happens that's bad, like you 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 get attacked by a fish or something, then you lose oxygen. But you can also find stuff to replenish your oxygen, and um, you find other stuff uh, uh, below the seas where that you can use to craft. And then in, and in the evening you uh, you sell uh, you sell the sushi and you you create new uh, new recipes. And from there on, the game just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and better and better and better and better. And it starts up. It's it's yeah. I would almost say like the gameplay is is it's great. It's fantastic. Um, the graphics gorgeous. The music is good. Uh, this is just 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 hits on all cylinders. It's just scores on everything. And every time you think, oh, now uh, uh, the, the game is is almost done. No, there's another chapter and there's another uh, fun game element. It it just keeps you on your toes in a very good way, um, and you just want to keep on playing. Uh, the fishing the fishing stuff is fun. Even if you after you finish the story. You can still continue running the the sushi restaurant, which I did, because there were still sushi. There were still other recipes to be discovered and 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 uh, to be improved. And and every once in a while, you get um, like um, how would they call it? Like uh, um, a tuna party, and then you get a few days to catch as much tuna as you want. And then you, all your tuna recipes make uh, a lot of extra money. Or uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's, and then you have you have boss fights uh, in this in this game where you have to. Uh, the the first one is the um, is is a well, I'm not going to say what it is because it's it's way more fun to find that out yourself. But there are several boss fights, and sometimes you just have to use your brain to win. Because uh, how on earth is Dave the Diver going to win against the white shark? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's it's it's, but it's so much fun. Um, yeah, this this game just has it all, and I never would have thought of that. Uh, uh, when it dropped, I was like, "Oh, this looks nice," and then everybody started raving about it, and I started playing it because after Dredge, I was in a fishing kind of mood, so uh, I, I jumped off and I played ninety hours of Dave the Diver, and I could play ninety more easily. Wow! Yeah! Wow! Uh, no, I've I've heard nothing but good things about this. I know um, on the Gaming Outsider as well, Scott Clark uh, was playing it last episode. I heard, and he was raving about it. He, and he said himself, "I've spent the last three weeks every week on the podcast just talking about this game because it's so good." Yeah, and uh, and he played. You know, those guys at Gaming Outsider play a lot of games, and for Scott to be invested in one game. Uh, for so long, I think has to be good. And same with you, Tom. You said ninety hours. Um, it's not a lot of games that uh, that will make you invest in that long. And yeah, I've and I know that this game was nominated for the Game Awards. And I know there was some controversy around: is this an indie game? Is this not? But 
I think regardless, it's we can all agree those who've played it at least that it's a fantastic game. Yeah, you really should play it if you if mm. you. Yeah, it's just such a fun game, and it's also very easy to play in short bursts uh, because, as I said, you have uh, uh, you can you can fish in the morning, fish in the afternoon. Later in the game, you can fish in the evening as well. So if you just want to 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 uh, play for like an hour, that's easy. You just go on a couple of dives, and then and 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 you don't even have to progress a story that yet. So it's it's just ah, man, this game is so good, so 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 good. Yeah, I still need yeah. to to play it. Have either of you guys played it yet? No, Laura, you didn't get a chance. I don't think. What one it. game you didn't play? I I listen. I wouldn't have been able to finish that with all the other games in mm. December. It's one I was considering, but it's too long to have, have included it. But I was considering. I don't know. Now I'd be interested in what Thomas thinks. At the moment, I bought it for the Switch, but then I forgot to bring my Switch with me to <laughs> Ireland to play it. And now I'm wondering. Well, should I actually just buy it for the PC and play it on the PC? Do you think? Or, I played it on the Steam Deck and it was fantastic for the Steam Deck. So okay. I, I guess it's fantastic for the Switch as well. Scott played it on the Switch. He was he was he was raving about it all the time. Yeah. So it's it's a very very good game that you can play just on the go. Well, unless you want to stream it, of course, and then you're you you're, you have to play it on the PC. But if you already got it on Switch, I would just play it on Switch. Cool. So now you've reviewed this, I think, twice or three times already on the podcast. Um, but, and I, I think some people in the, our discord may have bought the game, uh, based on your recommendations. Um, so yeah, Dave, the diver, and also I'd like to give a shout out to the gaming outsider, recommend people listen to that as well. Thomas, you were part of that podcast until we stole you. <laughs> no, actually, no. You didn't. You didn't really steal me. I was just. Uh, I was. A, I'm still technically a part of it, but I haven't been able to write reviews for quite mm. a while now, uh, because of life. Yeah, so, yeah that's, uh, that's fair. No, but they're they're very nice guys. I've spoken to them myself a couple of great times. Great guys. And, yeah. So and girls uh, as well. And girls. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, people, great people. So great folks. Dave the diver. Thank you, Thomas. So now, Laura, this is the first time I think that the two of us agree on our Adventure Game of the Year. It's Matt's Adventure Game of the Year as well. Um, so uh, would you like to say, shall we try and say this at the same time? See if we can coordinate. So, oh, what? Yeah, because that's worked so well in the past when we've done. The I know. Let's say this. this oh, yes. work really it'll well. Work. It'll be a that, If you can't clap at the same time, I doubt it that you're going to be able to say your name. Right. At the same so, time. We, are we going to do are, three, are we, two, one, then say it? Now we're we're not dreaming, are we? This no. is reality. So, Sadly, yes. Three, two, two one. one. Dreams, Dreams in, in the, the witch, witch house. house. That went well. <laughs> now, before we talk about this, Laura, I've got a surprise for you guys and for the listeners uh, that is relevant for adventure games. Would you like to hear a message from the developer of Dreams in the Witch House to us? Oh, oh yes. yes, please. Yes, please. If I could play it. <laughs> Hi, Antti here from Atom Brain Games. Uh, thank you so much for the award. Uh, that's just a perfect way to start off the new year. Uh, Dreams in the Witch House has been a very special project for me, so so it makes me really happy that other people like the game as well. Uh, big thanks to the whole team of Adventure Games Podcast, and have a happy new year, everyone. Bye-bye. 
Yeah, I mean, no, I think it was in all of our top threes, wasn't it? Which and three of our our top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all of us have had it in our top three, and three mm. of us have had it in our top one. And so it, mm. I think it's the very first time in the five years that this is the definitive. I mean, the space for the unbound date and diver. If we had played it, maybe as well. But from all I the think games, it's uh, the first time since unavowed that we uh, that we were agreed yeah. on the on the game of the year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so Laura, I, I haven't even finished the game, but already I'm which is wild. Enough. Maybe I know, don't but, say that, Shosha. Yeah, I know, I know, but I, I think already. I mean, I'm probably halfway through. I sort of it's two months in the game. I survived yeah. March. I'm into April. Well done. I'm just trying to survive. Oh, I was dead by then. <laughs> I'm I'm not even trying to study. I didn't even do the exam in the game. Um, but Laura, over to you. What I have uh, completed this uh, as Kieran, but the thing is, there's still a lot more to do, and that's what's great about this game is it feels like anything could happen, really. And I think that's mm. the fun element. I mean, near the end of my playthrough, I realized there was a I just realized there was a door and I hadn't ever clicked on it because I just never thought about clicking on it. And I did. And then it took me to this whole other place. So I was like, oh my God, there's all this. And I, I could have been looking at this. So, and um, you know, there's, and it's just great for that. There, there, There's all these little elements, like you say, it can just be a very mundane, oh, I'll, I'll just study and then I'll go to sleep. And then. But it's fun studying in the game. Yeah, it's, it does make, well. Yeah, well. it is kind of fun. Yeah, It is kind of fun. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't say that's the best part of the game, but yeah. Oh, no. It's... No, but. <laughs> Nerd. Um, yeah. It's... <laughs> yeah, we are a bunch of nerds, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you do actually have to study, you know. You've got to, when you are studying, you've got to remember the things that he says out loud because you're going to get tested on it. And the, I think that was quite a clever way of making you pay attention. Yes, that surprised me. Yeah, yeah that... I... I didn't know I had to do the exam as well. I thought that the character <laughs> yeah. was doing the exam. Oh, no. You have to yes. do the exam. I, was, I didn't know I had to, to answer it. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thankfully, my, my chat and, and Karen and people told me, and then I was relying on everybody to remind me about what was said because I couldn't remember half the time. Um, yeah, I just thought, I just think this is so clever. And, you know, there's so many different things you can do. And if you think, huh, well, maybe I should just like concentrate on this for the day. You never know what's going to happen. And, it, you know, there's the day as the day changes. If you go to locations at a different point in the day, you might just come across something that you weren't expected to at all. And it's there is, you know, obviously there's a lot of time managing in it. And it, it does make you feel like you're in a kind of Lovecraftian novel because everything's against you. And every, you know, you are slowly going insane, just, you know, yourself trying to juggle everything and make sure everything works out. And you can't, you really can't. It's impossible to. So you just have to prioritize things. And I just thought it was so clever. And uh, I really hope we, we get more of these kind of yes. games, you know, that, that aren't, aren't necessarily traditional point and click adventure games, but are just very inventive and and just worked well with the source material as well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I haven't absolutely. read the original game, but or the, the original uh, story no. by uh, Lovecraft. Um, but yeah, no, it's absolutely fantastic, and it's uh, from developer Atom Brain Games. And the guy we heard from is Anti Laxo. And so, but I mean, so far, it's 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 by far, I think the. For me, the the most enjoyment I've had playing a game. It's stressful as well. It's bloody stressful playing this game, but in a good way. It's I think it could so easily have gone wrong with the game design that it could have been very frustrating, but it works. It's as you said, Laura. There's consequences uh, in in the game as well. It feels like 
a Sierra game could have been, but as I said, you know, it's but well designed. Haha, <laughs> joking, joking. But it is very well designed that there's so much in it. And I've reached a point now with my character, and this is probably with my poor time management skills. I, I started off trying to study and working on my theory. Now I'm simply trying to survive because mm. my character is going insane. Every night he's not sleeping. Weird shit is happening every single night. And yeah. I'm trying to deal. And uh, oh, and I can relate because, you know, when I can't sleep in real life and then he's there with his eyes open, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can I can relate to that part. Uh, thankfully, not the rest of the part. It's no, uh, good. <laughs> it's, which is good. <laughs> But it's, a bit worried. it's I know, no, I don't see any doors opening to. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not, yeah, I don't want to, because I no think spoilers, that's also sorry. part of the fun of the game. Um, I'm trying really to find, yeah, it's, it's it, I mean, but, but, and there are different ways. I mean, we. it's not just like, you, know, you don't just have binary choices, uh, which say you can take it. It's just a whole series of choices. You know, do you go to university? Do you go to town? Do you do a job all the day? Or in my case, I'm just trying to, put the character to bed even during the day to get some sleep because he's too tired to to study. He's too tired to do anything. And then I, when I finally got money, then I was mugged by, <laughs> by, by people in the game. And now I have no money. I have to last a few days without money. So um, And you have to go to eat. And you have the stats at the top of the screen as well. And you go from exhausted to dead tired. And now I'm thinking, in this game, does dead tired actually mean you die if you don't sleep properly? And yeah, there is just so much in this game. It looks great as well. It's a pity there's no voice acting, because in a way, you know, this could have elevated. But it didn't bother me. I think it's it's a fantastically well-written and well-designed game uh, as well, adventure and otherwise. And I think, as you said, Laura, this does show what is possible, that uh, this is point-and-click adventure game, but it does do some things that are different. It, um, it's And the developer, he was on the podcast as well earlier this year, uh, before I played it, and he called it open-world adventure game. And I was thinking, okay, you know, times they say this, but it kind of is. It's definitely non-linear. Mm. I think more so than, you know, I think I remember beyond a, a steel sky was kind of hinting at, at those sort of elements but this is very oh, this, much so. yeah this is because you can choose so. what what you you have your quests you have your tasks you could just ignore all of those and, and do <laughs> what you want really uh you know apart from I, mean, I guess your main task really is survive yeah uh, that's what i'm trying the to do at the moment it, yeah it is extra stuff i mean it, yeah because it's interesting actually what you say about the voice acting there isn't there isn't any voice acting. There isn't really much music or anything going on in the but background. At times, yeah, it's very sparse. The production is sparse, but it's so good. The rest of it is so interesting that it, it doesn't actually need it. Yeah, it is effective. The want to, when you hear the sound effects, when you hear that that thing, you know that okay, something bad is going to happen. What's going to happen? And, and, and that bloody god awful rat! <laughs> oh yeah, the rat. Yeah. It's, oh yeah! I was like, oh, damn <laughs> it! He's, lit he's literally been the death of me. You gotta cover up your rat hole again, again, and then all of a sudden I ran out of, out of rat hole covers. Couldn't oh, get wow. anywhere. You can uh, find well, them. You can find them, Thomas. It's yeah. Well, oh, <laughs> we don't want to give. We're not, but yeah. Well, yeah, I couldn't. Go. I couldn't get them from my downstairs neighbor, and I couldn't find them in the store. So where else could I find them? They were all out. Can't. Uh, yeah, can't spoil. There is. No. There, there are multiple things you can do with the rat as well. Yes, there is. Ew. <laughs> <laughs>
that's so great about this game you know i mean it's every it, there's so much to it, it doesn't it doesn't really the game doesn't look like it and I mean, don't get me wrong mm. the game looks great but it doesn't look like there's so much going on and there's no. so much going on and i think as well you know there are these games where people and you know the certain games we've said oh it's very replayable and it's mostly just you just get a different ending and then most of the rest of the gameplay is pretty much similar apart from one or two choices this is hugely different there's loads of different things that can happen um and there's loads of different things you can do and areas you can open up um you know and which means you really do need to i think you have to replay it really just to get the full experience because like halfway through the game there was stuff i was realizing that i wish i'd known at the beginning so i'll definitely be giving it another go i think i haven't even seen the half of the game yet and it was still in your top three yeah yes (laughs) because (laughs) because it was fantastic playing it yeah i mean i I did play it for a long time but as i said I, i i focused way too much on the um on the studying part than on on the exploration part, which is weird because usually I'm I'm yeah. for exploring, but uh, yeah, it was just it was just great. I, I I've played it for almost ten hours. My first playthrough was almost ten hours, and um, and I, I started off really well, and then I died eventually. <laughs> so it's just like it doesn't yeah. I think I played it for eight and a half hours, but I finished it. But I think that's probably uh, that shows. I think it probably does take a bit longer when you're uh, on normal, on normal as well. If you yeah. not explored, Thomas, did you find a boat? I did find find and fixed a boat. Uh, that explains why it's in your top three. Then we have three, <laughs> three boat games. <laughs> that is true, there and there's there also go. there's also a, a, a taxi of sorts in Dave the Diver. So. Yeah. Ah, it's all coming full circle. <laughs> it's all coming full circle. Yeah, underwater but, taxi. But but yeah, I think that well, one of the key things about Dreams and the Witches is that even though it's replayable, I think it's satisfying from what you guys are saying as well. The first time, even though you don't get to see everything, it's still satisfying the first time through that you're like with full game. Because there are other games that I have played that try to want it to be replayable, but it they just frustrated me the first time I played and I didn't go back to them. Whereas this game, it's like, even though I'm just trying to survive and I know I'm missing out on different things, but I'm still really enjoying the hell out of this game. Yeah. Um, it, it's just got me. Like no other game got me this year. Um, that is just so immersive. And we're all having different experiences. You can experience events in the game. Like we, we might see things that someone else, or any other of us mightn't see. Like theoretically, you might not have found a boat. Um, there can also be, there can also be where it's different endings, but only one of the endings is any good. <laughs> and so you see an ending, and you're like, "Oh, my ending was terrible." I'll go on YouTube and see the good one. Um, but in this, they're all pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> all all the possible endings are pretty pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. It's, we it's we all... won't, won't say anything else. No, <laughs> no, no. We, but it's it seems to me it's a well thought out game, well designed game, and I do think that other developers should play this game to see what's possible, at least with the adventure game genre, what is possible to do. And it's mad that this is um, Anti-Laxo's first game, I believe, and he made it pretty much himself, I think. That it's, That's I mean, insane. Been, 
there have been yeah. games released this year from you know relatively. He must have sold his soul to the Cthulhu. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but this is better than games that I've played from relatively big studios that had probably bigger budgets. And this game is the one that I've personally enjoyed more than I've play- enjoyed any other game I've played this year. So, um, so yeah, but you, you were also saying that you you for you personally, this was a bit of a disappointing year. Yes, that there was no game that really stood out to me, and there were a few disappointments. I mean, I haven't reviewed every game on the podcast that I've played, and even I know some games I have reviewed that I was a little bit down on. I think for the first time. Um, d- d- this year, but uh, but no, this game it it re it re- kind of rejuvenated. I mean, I've always loved you know adventure games, but this kind of showed it. Yes, okay, there were re- some really great games that were released this year, that, and I played one of them at least. That really, that I think, uh, certainly could be compared to some of the really great games I've played in the past few years. Um, it's it's absolutely fantastic. It's I would say remarkable. <laughs> What uh, what Atom Brain Games achieved with this game, uh, and I think we're all kind of in agreement. We've all kind of loved it. It's not a love hate game. I think everyone has played it. I... No, and when I was streaming it as well, everyone was really into it. Yeah, you know, people were sort of suggesting well. things. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. I think that's it. It's just, you know, you even watching a playthrough, you're kind of like, oh, what's going to happen next? And and it doesn't disappoint. <laughs> yeah, this is because it's not a game that the dialogues are too long or anything. It's always something is happening. You can move forward. Um, but yeah, so congratulations to Atom Brain Games and Dreams and Witches. Congratulations to all the developers of uh, the games we've talked about. And if we haven't mentioned your game or your favorite game, uh, it's not that we didn't like it. There were so many games that were released. We probably haven't played it. Or Well, should uh, we do some honorable mentions then? Uh, oof, I don't know if, uh, if I'm ready for this. <laughs> I mean, mine I, I, mine would be just things like Dredge, because I, I, I really enjoy Dredge. Um, I'm trying to uh, very quickly look through. I mean, A Highland Song, I know you weren't as big a fan of it, sure, sure. I finished but, um, it, but yeah, yeah, I liked it more than I did on review, but still it wouldn't be in my top three, Yeah, which obviously. It Top wasn't a mine either, be, but, but I yeah. did. I I got into that more when I did a second playthrough. Um, I, you know, another game. I think that's you've got a playthrough more than once. But um, yeah, I thought that was just. Uh, it was still. It was still a good good game from Inkle. They always put a good games. Actually, one I'm going to mention, and it's kind of this. I I think this does fall in the adventure game category because the stories and the and the and the the written kind of dialogue is great. It's King of the Castle, which you can play as a group um, yes. by tributary games. And it's all about, um, you know, if you're a streamer, you know, you're uh, a ruler of a kingdom and all your chat are your subjects and they get to vote on on laws and things like that. And it's it was just very funny, that game, and really well written. And it's a lot of fun. I don't think you have to stream it. I think you can just play it's like for a party game basically it's a political party game okay. so it might be one you might you like suzerain you might like that sure sure okay i'm I'm interested already just mentioned suzerain and i'm there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah well i uh, played suzerain as well uh for the first time thanks to uh Saoirse. and isn't that uh, the greatest experience of your life <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> okay, no but, but, but it you... was pretty damn good yeah Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah. 
Um, I have some. Uh, can I can I mention some titles titles that I also enjoyed but didn't make my uh, top okay? Ten, yeah, go top, ahead. Uh, top three. Well, uh, first of all, Expanse. The, I, I, I've only yes. played the first chapter. I want to. I really need to finish the rest of it because, well, because of my move, I couldn't. So I will review that in full. But so far, it has been uh, very good. Um, but Stasis Bone Totem was yeah, another was one good. of those. Yeah, I'm uh, surprised that nobody mentioned that because I know the two of you play Thomas and Laura. It was um, really good, but still yeah. finished it. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have. I have. I wait it. till I finish my game. I know. Usually, I do as well. But this game is just. I'm just confident yeah, no, that. I know. I know. <laughs> I know, but this is the first time that I've ever even reviewed a game I haven't finished. But I'm just it's, it's that good that I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I want to um, give a give a shout out to Pentiment that came out in 2022, but yes. I played it in 2023. Likewise, yeah, which was also very good, very good. Um, uh, I have to think really hard now. Oh yeah, a, a, a Vern, Shape of Fantasy was pretty good. Also, another nautic, nautical themed game that you played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it was it was mostly all uh, had something to do with uh, with the sea uh, for some reason. But yeah, um, I think that's that's it for now. I didn't play that many games, so I, I do. Well. I'd shout out Loretta as well, which was yes, I need to play that as well. Yeah, that that was fun. That I, I quite you know that was your kind of female killer basically and you can <laughs> just control things and it's good fun it's good fun uh yeah I, I like and killer frequency where you're actually a radio show host and uh, you're trying no, to you, stop you a would, killer you wouldn't know much about no. that radio host i mean <laughs> so lots of working yeah, on that, radio that appealed to me but it was quite fun as well there was lots of different scenarios but yeah there you go fantastic and kieran any honorable mentions I've, I've, well, I've just been furiously scribbling, and I've realised I've written two bigger lists, so I'm not going to go through all of them. I might, I might just, um, even just drop, two or three or so or something. Yeah, a couple. Um, but uh, um, uh, the Tartarus Key, um, I, yes. I thought was was really impressive. Uh, PS One, Two style graphics um, to get horror across, and it sort of. I was always drawn to like the atmosphere of Silent Hill, but without the the sort of survival elements without any of that action so it's just that atmosphere but it's all puzzles um so that was really cool i really enjoyed that um and then at the moment i'm so it's not on the list but i'm playing chance of sonar at the moment i've heard it's fantastic i've it's heard really it's, good <laughs> it is really I've heard people good. compare Which it one? to chance of sonar people have compared it to heaven's vault yeah, yeah. Very oh, similar it's quite similar. oh oh yeah. i need to play that then yeah but yeah again uh, it's i've just i've not I mean, I've not got very far through it at all, um, so it's not it's not all this, but it's it's a very good game. Fantastic. Well, I could mention all of them, but I played Fort Solace, which overall I enjoyed. It is like a third-person walking simulator, emphasis on the walking, but I still enjoyed it. <laughs> um, end of Lines as well, more visual novel choices matter. Fantastic climate change uh, game as well, which is very close to my top three um as well and i know there are a couple of dlcs and i know laura you and i kind of disagree on this but i did enjoy lake season's greetings dlc i do agree with you that there are some issues with it but i enjoyed it but another dlc that i loved which i haven't spoken about that i spoke about this game on the winter odyssey series uh this year it's gerda a flame in winter which is absolutely fantastic i would also really highly recommend that game they release a DLC this year, Gerda Leva Story, which is set in World War II in Denmark. 
And the first game you play as Gerda, who's a nurse. And again, choices matter, choices-based game. Um, just trying to survive, trying to rescue your husband. And then in the second game, the DLC, which is a prequel, you play the leader of the Danish resistance called Leva. And it's, again, absolutely fantastic. Extremely well-written. Uh, interviewed a developer on this podcast that people can check out as well. So, yeah. So lots of good adventure games as well-released. And very, very quickly, before we finish um 2024 are is there any game in particular that you guys are looking forward to playing rosewater uh, yeah you got you got mine <laughs> uh surely broken sword possible stone uh-huh. that's another one what is uh, that coming, is that coming, is out coming 2024, this year though yeah i i don't i thought i thought next year 2024 I would. It was next year, last year, and now it's this year. Okay, but yeah, I I would <laughs> no. love it if it was released, but I I don't believe you know I don't think it will. I think they're going to push it back. Um, they could do, but I I mean I can only go off with the what the they say. That's release fair. date in on the Steam page says twenty twenty four. That's fair. Well, I'm looking forward to Broken Sword Reforged. Um, yeah, as well. Which, but yeah, yeah, that will probably um, be this year. Uh, also, uh, Rise of the Golden Idol. Yes, I have to play the first one. I still have to play the first one too. Uh, Death of the Reprobate. Yes. I'm looking forward to, which is uh, Joe Richardson. Yes. And Kieran, do you have any that you're particularly looking forward to? Yeah, there's a couple. I think Locomotive might be coming out this year. I think so. Yeah. I think, um, the, yeah. And uh, yeah, the Game Jam version of that was was brilliant. Um, there's also a Crimson Diamond, maybe. Um, yeah, I think uh, Julia Minamata said that she's confident it'll be out this year. <laughs> and there's um, Between Horizons, which is the, yes. uh, the Lacuna devs. Um, yeah, so have to play Lacuna. I know Thomas, you played it and loved it. Yes, um, that was the that was a cyberpunk game, right? I don't know if it's cyberpunk. It's a detective game. It could have been. I... Was it a cyberpunk detective game? Uh, it just sound like something you'd like if it was. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll be right up my alley. Yes. Throw in a taxi. Well, and I, I'm all, all happy. Well, I'm going uh, to be. Com- sorry. Anything else? Uh, no. No. I'm going to be. Com- <laughs> I'm going to be completely predictable and say that one of the games that I'm looking forward to this year is a DLC. It's Suzerain Kingdom of Rizia, where mm-hmm. you play as the king of Rizia instead of the president of Swordland, set a couple of years earlier. And uh, yeah, even though it's a DLC, I'm looking forward to that game as well. So I'll be playing that. Aren't they the bad release. guys? Uh, Rizia, no. Oh. Well, maybe not in my playthrough. <laughs> well, one of my playthroughs, I was the bad guy. So. <laughs> uh, we're the bad guys. Uh, also, Open Roads has a release date. I know they had a troubled development um, uh, as well. But great to see that they have a release date as well in February 2024. The Night is Grey. Is probably released by the time that this episode comes out. It looks fantastic. Foolish Mortals is coming out as well. Oh, yeah, that'll be a good one. I'm looking I believe. forward to that. Yeah, and uh, we mentioned looking with Sleepy Time Village, I think, as well, might be coming out from James Delightfoot Brothers, uh, which I played Brim, demo. Hopefully. I'm hopefully, Prim. Prim. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, plenty to look forward to then in 2024. Um, so, yeah, great start. Uh, already, so hopefully some of these games will be released this year, and we will be reviewing <laughs> them uh, as uh, as we play them. So, uh, well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Now, according to Spotify, our Adventure Games of the Year episode was listened to by about five hundred percent more than the other episodes. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it clearly the most popular episode. 
So thank you for it. This is your first time uh, listening or your only time listening. We do have lots of other episodes, but look, we're delighted that you're listening as well. Thank you to everyone for listening to this podcast for your support. This is our sixth year uh, doing the podcast. It is it's it's crazy. I'd never thought it would last. Wow, it's like six, sixth year that we've That's been crazy. doing it. And you know the original, you know myself, Lauren Thomas as well, and Kieran, you have been. Uh, giving great support from the beginning as well, um, as well. So thank you as well. You were you were fantastic, uh, giving great suggestions and how to improve as well. So delighted to have you officially as part of the podcast, um, as thank well, and Matt as well. So yeah, plenty well. more to look forward to. Um, plenty of interviews and reviews coming up. And Laura, you have your own Twitch as well, which I believe it's okay. I believe there's all right. you've, had, you've had a few people, you know, a few developers we may or may not have heard of. <laughs> on your Twitch, <laughs> uh, indeed, and, and like who? Um, uh, Samantha Bayart to play Carlac, uh, um, in Baldur's Gate three. A, li- a guy you might have heard of, a guy called Tim Schaefer. You might have heard oh, yeah. of him. And didn't no someone contact you as you told us at Adventure X that someone relatively well known wanted to appear on your Twitch? Oh, yeah, Ron Gilbert. Yeah, yes, he contacted <laughs> you. But yes, he did. I mean, that was in that was in 2022. But yes, yeah, he but did. still, people can still watch <laughs> <Okay>. that interview. <laughs> and uh, what about uh, that uh, annual song contest that you are so fond of? I know. Well, this is the thing. We 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 don't. We're currently not doing podcast episodes for it. But and I'm not sure if I'm even. I don't think I'm going to go to Sweden. But I, I will know. still be. What? It's, it's expensive. I've been to. I've already been to Sweden for Eurovision. <laughs> I don't need to oh, go wow. again, but yeah, I'll I'll be having oh, a year. Don't, don't worry, drink, you'll... don't drink as much then. Then yeah. it's not as expensive. Oh, it's it's not the alcohol that's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is, unfortunately. Yeah, but um, don't worry, you'll still hear updates because I I will be still doing a a Eurovision party and all that kind of stuff. So you can. Uh, you know, maybe Ireland will be in it this year. Hopefully, so. hopefully we because we were robbed last year. Kieran, I believe were you, you... <laughs> said something controversial. You said oh, no, I don't, that. I don't remember anything. You you <laughs> said that Ireland didn't deserve any points or something like that a few months yeah, they ago. They didn't deserve many, did they? Anyway, yeah, anyway. Um, well, that's another time. I think everyone listening will probably agree that Ireland was robbed last year. Uh, so we'll see next year. Hopefully, the did Ireland get to act together. Well, we're in the semi-final. In the we, we should have won the whole thing. But anyway, that's I mean, time. come on. Sure, sure. <laughs> should have won the whole thing. I don't know sure, what's mate. more delusional, that Scottish accent or that comment about Ireland. <laughs> oh, no. He's, he's, he's back. He's back. Oh, classic. <laughs> we're, I'm I think really we have to... sorry if this is the first episode you've listened to. And, and I think we have to. I think with that, we probably have to say goodbye. I'm trying to mm-hmm. hold him off like, oh, no, I just need to say one more thing. I'm just fighting the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, just stereotype on stereotype. It's just I honestly. What do you have against the Scots, man? Yeah, why do you hate Scottish people? You're sure, Irish. Sure. I, oh, I honestly saying you're both like Gaelic we, folks. Exactly, and I, I just it's just listen, so it's, offensive. Listen, I'm trying to keep Scottish with Scotsman, and because my my last name is Scottish, and I was in the town of Dunbar, so okay, I've just got rid of Scottish with Scotsman. He's trying to get Good. in, so I think let's, we need to. I think finish for up right there. I think he should die. Should he die? Oh, yeah, let's just kill him off. <laughs> Oh, he's dead. Oh, what shame, he's dead. Uh, oh, no, here's singing Scottish with no. <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much, everybody. It's It's been, 2023 has been great. I'm I'm looking forward very much, though, to 2024. There's some Let's great games. Let's yeah. hope we get to finally meet again in person. Oh, oh yeah. Adventure. All of us. 
Absolutely. So, well, thank you very much, guys. And we will have uh, interviews and reviews as well. You can also follow us on Patreon where we have extra stuff as well. So, um, so thank you. So take care and uh, we'll speak to you very soon. And keep on questing. Bye. Oh, classy. If you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a adventure game developer or adventure game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you